this week on the Roommates Podcast. So when they hear, um, you know, the the motivational speakers and, you know, the Gary V's of the world, you know, like, obviously there is some truth to what they're saying. And, you know, the do what you love part is something where um, you have to, I feel like people have to be honest with themselves and really ask, like, do I want to make a lot of money or do I want to do what I love and, and have a, a fulfilling life? You know, some people, very rare, have both. Very extremely rare have both. Um, but, it, like, if, you, if you're if doing something that you love, but you're unhappy, even though you have a second job or whatever, and you're unhappy to, with the amount of money, uh, and you're not happy with the amount of money, you have to, you have to ask yourself, is this something I really want to do? First to start the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. We are back. Another yes, episode. Christopher Jordan Below. How are you doing this lovely morning? I'm good, man. Woke up. I felt like I felt like I went through a football game for some uh, reason, man. Like my body was just like heavy. Uh, but uh, besides yeah, I was that, so tired as well. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Like shoulder was hurting, arms was hurting. I'm just like, man, what did I do last night? Mm. Who did? <laughs> <laughs> Nasty, nasty. I know, I know. Uh, no, man, I felt the same way. I think. Uh, have you been sleeping a lot when you've been in Indiana? Uh, no, nah, probably not as much as I'm supposed to be. Because mm, I've been sleeping a lot. So mm. the past couple of days, I have not been getting what I've been used to getting. Got you. So I wonder if that's like affecting me subtly. No, nah, I feel like I got the same amount of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I don't get much sleep, man. It's tough. It's really tough. Because it's so cold, or because you live in a trailer park. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a combination of both. I mean, sometimes I feel like the weight of stress, um, mm. you know, is not helpful. Um, sometimes the food you eat is not helpful. Mm. Um, and yeah, sometimes the cold, I mean, it wakes you up at night. Honestly, <laughs> like, it really does. So uh, um, it's it depends. But I think mostly it's just been stress, you know, the month, this yeah. past month. So trying to get better at it. Hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. Stress does that to you, man. No, nah, it does, man. Yeah, does. you you literally can feel it. Yeah, yeah. Like it. that that one Thursday into Friday was like my lord. Like yeah. I I literally couldn't function. I was like, I have to go take a nap yeah. because like it, I was I was done. I was yeah. done, man. So mm. yeah, it's it's been it's been tough, but I'm trying to get better at it. I feel you, man. Same same as same as me. I'm not gonna lie. Same as same as me or the same as I. I don't know. My English majors correct me. I don't know. But uh I mean it's good stress though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's 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 not affecting everything else but my sleeping pattern. <laughs> so uh I'm all right. All right. If you're all right, I'm great. So yes. I wanna kinda continue a conversation we had uh, a couple of weeks ago about we were kinda talking about business a little bit about influencers, you know, obviously yeah. the podcast master class. Influential masterclass and all that good stuff. So, one of the things I did a video on Patreon. Shout out to everybody supporting us on Patreon. Thank you, you guys thank do you, thank not you. know how much that means to us. You guys supporting us. It keeps the podcast going. It keeps my life going. It keeps Chris's life going. So, guys, thank you so much. Everybody supporting us via Patreon. Who has, who has left, even if you've left, like I've come to have eternal gratitude for anyone's given us a penny. Yep. Whether that's been for a season or for a lifetime. Thank you. Yep. <clears throat> um, Appreciate it. 
So I did a video about business, and one of the things I started off started off with was that in business, like the technicalities of like the paperwork in today's world is really easy. Mm-hmm. You just go to legalzoom.com. And boom, take, you got business. You have a business. They'll take care of everything for you. So I went more into like business philosophy on, on that page. And one of the things I talked about was supply and demand. Mm-hmm. We may have talked about this on another episode. So if this is redundant, forgive me. Yep. But um, the idea of supply and demand. And so what ends up happening is, I know where I'm going now. Okay. With supply and demand, when people want to start a business, the key thing with business is cash flow. Mm-hmm. Cash is going to be leaving, and cash has to be coming in. Got to. The most important part is both of them. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure your expenses are not too high. You got to mm-hmm. make sure the revenue streams is high, is, or high as it can be. Correct. So the way to bring revenue is to have a sensational product. Mm-hmm. And the main way to have a sensational product is you want the supply of that product to be low or it can be high. But the key is that you want the demand of the product to be high. Mm -hmm. So I talked about supply and demand for business. But the biggest point that I brought up is that your product has to have a high demand. Mm -hmm. And I realized, and I kind of explained to them on 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 the video, that... With our business, what we found out is the product that we're selling does not have a high demand. Correct. And it's really important because first, I want to hear you talk about why you feel like, no, no. I want you to talk about what is a product that you feel like we've been selling or people view our product as. And then why do you feel like that does not have a high demand? Because I want to explain to people some of my thoughts in lieu of that. I got you. Uh, I feel like the product that we have, um, it's kind of two products, you know, depending on who you ask it. Um, and probably one of the reasons why our product is not doing well. So from one side, I feel like it's a men's health um, side of it. You know, guys are expressing themselves, going through life, trying to figure everything out. Uh, talking about, you know, emotional, physical, spiritual, physical health, um, you know. So that's one product that I feel like even with men, not to this, like most men just don't go and run after that product. Um, they usually go to sports, you know, music, um, or legitimately just straight business products um, to grow their overall revenue. The other side, I feel like what people see us is um, we're a relationship podcast, Um where we're giving the man's point of view of relationships, where also also the dating um, pros and cons that we see and that we go through, um, and it creates a slight demand in a way, but the way we deliver that product doesn't help the demand of that relationship side of it. Uh, because mainly the people, because um, you have to know your uh, your um, not clients, but you have to know your customers. Is that um, you have to basically tell them what they want to hear. And when we do the relationships, most of the time we don't pander, we don't say you know what women want to hear and make them want to fall in love with us. Um, majority of the time, so the 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 part of the business is there as far as relationship, but how we deliver is it. not creating that low demand. 
Um, so that's why I feel like we struggle. We doing good in one area in the men's health, but it's not a really lot of people that's buying that. And then we have a great area that we can do sensational in, but we're not going to just pander to one side of the audience and, you know, kind of take advantage of that. So that's why I feel like our product is not in high demand um, as of right now. I missed, I can't remember the second question you asked me. Uh, no, you answered it. The okay. first one was, what is the product and why do you think it's not selling? Oh, great. I love your answers, by the way. And so this is a really good episode. I think it's going to help people, especially young. I know a lot of young guys are obsessed with making money. Yeah. I need to make money. I need to make money. I yeah. want to start a business. I think this is the first conversation that you th- that we're having. Um, is The first thing is about supply and demand. Like, Is your business going to be in high demand? And what's fascinating is that, as you brought up, two things are true. Mm-hmm. But two things are false. Well, one thing is true. One thing is false. In regards to what we're selling, you're 100% true. But I would argue that those products are in demand, but they're a bit different. So, for example, men's mm-hmm. health is in demand on the physical side. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, but your point is 100% right. But we're selling the emotional side yeah. of men's health. That is not as sexy, and that's not as high demand. Correct. Second thing is that the relationship stuff you're 100% right. Ours is not in as high demand, but the alpha male, you know, FDs, H words to sleep and stuff like that, or, you know, the p- female pander pander guy who's like, woman, you're a queen. He's the number one problem in your life, and you just deserve <laughs> Jesus to come down and marry you. He's like, the number one problem in your life. You know, like those, po- those people, they're also in high demand. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I look at it, very similar to like the drug situation. So I've been watching a lot of cartel mob movies. Like, I have an obsession you fin- with them You now. finished it, didn't you? Yeah, I finished El Chapo and I finished um, <laughs> yeah. um, some of these mob movies I was watching. And I just love them. I've just been studying it so much. And what you realize is that for a lot of these men who enter these gangs and these organizations, what happens is they have two choices. Be a farmer and be poor mm-hmm. or or sell drugs and be rich. Mm. And so it's really easy to tell somebody, oh, be poor and do the right thing. Yeah. But when you have children, you know, when you know you're getting not res- when you're not getting respected. Yep. When you're not getting any women, <laughs> that, 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 that hurt. That hurt. You see, a lot of guys will then turn to what's in high demand, which is the cocaine. Yeah. At that time, you know the marijuana. Mm-hmm. So it's this sense of people will gravitate and just sell high demand product, even if they don't believe in that. Our number one challenge is that we we are not selling high demand products that we don't believe in. Yeah. Exactly. And we're kind of like the farmers in a sense. Yeah. Like we're giving people what we're what they need instead of the vices that they want. Yeah. And um and so that's one of the things that we're always trying to figure out how can we how can we stay true to ourselves yeah. but create a product that people still want out of our general niche. Mm, and mm, mm. And I really and I really thought about that. I was like, man, Chris made an exceptional point. Um, and I feel like a lot and a lot of people also don't realize how they contribute to that. Mm-hmm. Because 
in today's world, you got to think about it. Like I said, young boys, especially young girls, are looking. And they're like saying, okay, I want to make money. Everybody wants to make money. There's nothing wrong with that. They want to take care of their family. And they're like, how can I make money? If they see the farmers are poor, they're going to go to drugs. Yeah. If they see that the main people who are successful, thriving, doing well, are selling drugs, whether or not they believe is right, they will do it. And people can say it's short term, all that stuff. But hey, when you're poor, all you <laughs> think is short term because mm-hmm. you got to pay them bills tomorrow. You got to feed your kids tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to get clothes on your back tomorrow. And so um, I just, I was thinking about just that whole idea of like product and how our initial product, which is why we're moving the product, we'll talk more about it later, via, especially to the people via Patreon. Yeah while we're having to move the product, but just how many men, especially, and women alike, who unfortunately won't be able to make a lot of money selling what they want. Yeah, and, and that's very unfortunate, man. Like, I, I wish we was in a world that, you know, it works out for everybody, but, you know, like we said a few, a few weeks ago, you know, we're in the world, the world's a game, and, you know, you dealt with a set of cards, and you have to play your cards right um, to get what you want out of life. And sometimes you have to play in the game. You know, it's it's easy enough to sit on the bench and complain, but you have to play the game. And I think, well, I wouldn't say I think, I know that, you know, starting a business, it's, it's going to be ebbs and flows. It's going to be ups and downs. And, you know, I feel like what we're experiencing, what we're doing, and what we're telling everybody is normal. You know, I feel like a lot of business owners go through this. Um, and, you know, even big corporations, like, you know, they started this and now they're doing that. You know, like like we even talked about McDonald's. Like, yeah, McDonald's sell food, but shit, at the end of the day, they the real estate company. They own the most property and lands around the world. You know, so however matter you look at it, um, I'm sure McDonald's didn't come into their business saying like, man, we're going to just try to own as much land. You know, they want to sell fast food and it worked. To a certain extent, they wanted to make more. So that's why it's like, man, we're gonna put a McDonald's on every goddamn corner, mm-hmm. uh, because at the end of the day, we know it's gonna be, it's gonna bring so much value to us. So I feel like what we're doing is is normal, um, and I just want to make sure that you know our podcasters and our listeners understand that that it's gonna take change. Uh, you know, especially in the first few years, it's gonna take change so you get the product exactly where you want to be. So, no. I mean, I mean, I'm excited, man. Yeah. So there was this video with Gary Vee, and I, man, Gary Vee. You gotta, you gotta see something. You gotta see something. You have to see something. You gotta see the SoundCloud go up. You have to see rappers, mixtape rappers, <laughs> organists. You have to see something. <laughs> um, and I, I'm really, one of my goals this year, I gotta get him back on, man. I mean, I, I, we have some tough questions for Gary <laughs> But So one of the points he brought up was that one of his spills is always do what you love, do what you love, make a business based upon what you love. Yes. But then, he, but then he made an exceptional point of adding a little bit of more detail to that um, conversation, and the point that he made was, "But you're not going to be rich doing what you love." Okay. So, so he was basically saying, "Not I'm sorry, everyone won't be rich doing what they love." Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So basically, he was saying that there's people who like they want to be like expressionist painters. But then at the same time, they want their mom and dad to fund their expressionist painting career versus mm-hmm. living off, making $30,000 a year, living in some, you know, decent to semi below average apartment, you know, not living a lavish lifestyle. They want the lavish lifestyle and they want the love. Mm. 
And so, because that's one of my questions I was going to ask him. Like, he, like for example, somebody said, you know what? I want to start a 1993 Houston Texans, Houston Rockets, when you when the playoffs, right? 93, 94. Yeah, 93 Rockets um, podcast. Yeah. And I want to, you know, just target all the huge Rocket fans from that year and just, you know, just interview all the coaches and everybody and do a whole podcast from that. But you got to understand that you may not be able to make a lot of money because there may not be as many people who would want to listen to that or even buy products based upon that idea. Yeah. So you you might be able to make forty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, but you're not going to be making four million dollars with the Houston Tech Houston Rockets ninety ninety three podcast. That makes sense. Yeah. So with that being said, I also realized that when you like you said when you understand the way the world works, you got to ask yourself. Is your product in demand? And if it's not in demand, you might have to do what you don't want to do to be able to fund what you do want to do. Yeah. And by doing what you don't want to do, it's not necessarily sacrificing yourself and, you know, posting half-naked pictures if you're a woman or selling drugs as you're a guy or just, you know, making explicit content if you're a guy. It can be getting another job like you pointed out. Yeah. So I was just really... Thinking about just that idea of people like, oh, I want to do what I love. But some people, what you love will not bring enough money to be able to sustain you or your family. Because that field necessarily, it might be extremely niche of a field. Yeah. And so that's something that people got to take, take into consideration as well when they're doing business. A hundred percent. I I think, uh, I mean, it's so, it's so much information out there and so many people that seems like they're doing well really fast. And I think that's what a lot of people get caught up in. Hell, to a certain extent, even we got caught up because, you know, we, I mean, we started off slow, then we picked up speed, and all of a sudden, we're like, okay, bet, this is our life. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, you know, yeah. God made me the way I am, yeah. you know. So um, I, 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 I really feel like, you know, you know, the anomalies ha- gets the most attention and people just assume that, you know, they doing what they love. Look at their lives. They're taking pictures of cars every day and they get paid one point two million, whatever, like yada yada yada. But they don't see that he been taking pictures of cars for freaking ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was watching this show, it was on Netflix, it was some like, you know, supercar race or whatever. And it was this photographer that had, makes over a million dollars. People fly him out all the way around the world to take pictures of their cars, and he's a millionaire. But he's been taking pictures for ten years, and he started. He was one of the first pioneers to do it. Uh, but you know, you see that guy on Netflix, like man, that just seems so easy. Just go out taking pictures of cars, and people think it's just you know that easy and that bread and butter, which is not the case. Um, so when they hear, um, you know, the, the motivational speakers and, you know, the Gary V's of the world, you know, like, obviously there is some truth to what they're saying. And, you know, the do what you love part is something where um, you have to, I feel like people have to be honest with themselves and really ask, like, do I want to make a lot of money or do I want to do what I love and, and have a, a fulfilling life? You know, some people, very rare, have both. Very extremely rare have both. Um, but it, like if you if you're doing something that you love but you're unhappy even though you have a second job or whatever and you're unhappy to, with the amount of money uh and you're not happy with the amount of money you have to 
you have to ask yourself, is this something I really want to do? Mm-hmm. Or is it something I, I, do I value money or do I value happiness? Yeah. So if, to me, if you value money, then obviously you got to do the career that, or the, like the career or the business, something that you don't want to do technically, um, and put that more energy and effort into that. But if you want to do something that you love and fulfilling, then, and sacrifice to a certain extent money, unless it'll get there over time, um, you have to put energy and effort into doing what you love to do. And I think people have to be honest with themselves. And because to me, both routes ain't easy, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain extent. I feel like one route may be a little bit more comfortable, one route may be a little bit more risk. Um, but I think people have to be honest and ask with themselves. And, you know, if you're going down that journey of doing what you love and expecting to make a good amount of money, that's a, a journey that's going to take a very long time and a lot of work and a lot of consistency. So, no, that's really good. I really love that point. Um, Another thing that I thought about was um, going back to the cartel mafia or, um, example, and I'm butchering all these numbers. I think somebody once said that the cartel has about four mil- Mexican cartel has about four million people who work for them. I can see and, that. And then I think I, I, I'm butchering these numbers. So guys, the I'm speculating. I think Microsoft or Apple, one of those two companies, um, maybe had like. Three million people was, working for them. Yeah, something to, like to that extent. I'm like I'm butchering these numbers, but the basic thing that the reason why I brought that up is that I saw what was going on was that the way these gangs, mafia, and cartels worked, they were just a business. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? They were a business that has a high demand product, and then they and they use that high demand product to not only hire a bunch of men but also to gain the love and loyalty for a bunch of men. Yeah. Because what I've realized is that a lot of guys really don't want handouts. Mm-mm. More than a handout, if they feel like you, they can make their own money by themselves, there's so much more pride in that than yeah. you just giving them a check. Yeah. That's why, like, the Drakes and the LeBrons of the world, that's why their friends are just so, they love them so much. Yeah. Because, like, Maverick Carter is Maverick. Yeah. He's not LeBron's Maverick. He's Maverick. Maverick even, yeah. if they, even if LeBron fell off, Maverick would be good for the rest of his life. Yeah. Same with, you know, um, Forty and yeah. Drake. Yeah. Like, so what ends up happening is the these gangs, they then give these guys opportunities to make revenue via their high-demand product. And then they, build, then they get these guys loyalty and love, which then, you know, gets them to do whatever these, these men want them to do. And then so you have all these guys in a just this, this really structured organization who all are making money. And another thing, they're all getting women. Another important part. Very important part. All getting women as well. They have the lifestyle that they wouldn't have. Exactly. Know? And so then so my question was like to you, do you think that can be rec- recreated? without the like evilness obviously sin will always have the highest demand for a product mm-hmm. but do you think something like that can be created like that's possible for even us something like along those lines just like building an organization and structure yeah because i was thinking i was like man i want i want to build an organization my one of my dreams was always to build go to a city and to build an organization where I can hire a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. And if the organization makes enough money that everyone is content enough to have, you know, be able to have a wife and take care of their kids. And then simultaneously, like, build the guy's loyalty because the guys are content with the money that they're making. But I was just like, man, what, 
what product is a is in demand that much that you can create an organization like that where you can hire tens if not hundreds of thousands of people in a single location yeah no you i mean there there is a product out there i i do think it exists um and sometimes it really just depends on the timing of the world um like for example we don't know what the if you're asking me, can we do that in the next five years? I'd be like, that's probably impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you ask me, we do it in the next thirty years, I can say it is possible. And we just because we don't know where the world is going, we don't know what the demand is because now, you know, it only take uh, like a great idea to really, you know, knock something off out of this world. Like even with the uh, social, not social media, but even with the streaming platforms now. You know, streaming is super big right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know the Spotify's the world, Apple's the world, SoundCloud, yada yada yada. You know, they, I mean, somebody started that and they took off. We don't know what the next 20, 10, 20 years is going to look like. Mm-hmm. It could be, next thing, big thing could be podcasts. And we have, or like, or it's either podcasts or even like a YouTube network. Mm-hmm. So we start a company like a complex or something like that mm-hmm. for, you know, a men's health or um, an overall, you know, male kind of company. Mm-hmm. And we can start... Like putting out literature, you can we can be on on newsstand. We can have a a, a roommates magazine. We can have a a, a roommates a YouTube show. We can have a, something that's on uh, on on TV, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. So like you know, our version of a complex can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it can. If we can hire somebody, you know, that could be a head of accounting mm-hmm. or we, like Khalil. You know, we can hire somebody that you know, freaking creative director like a Sam. You know, things like that. It can. It can happen without the drugs, alcohol, you know, because at the end of the day, I think media is not going anywhere. I think content uh, curation and creativity is not going anywhere. Um, I just don't know what the structure is going to be like when we have that opportunity. Is it an online structure? Is it a a freaking uh, building structure? Is it, you know, I just don't know yet. But I do think it can happen. So you brought up something really interesting that I kind of wanted to. I just wrote it down. I want to segue into a little little bit of a detour. You mentioned some of the name of our friends and hiring friends. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in the past was I've always had an obsession with having a company hiring all my friends. It'd be fun. I recently changed. <laughs> <laughs> I recently changed my opinion on that. I can argue that, though. Okay. I'm ready to argue. Cool. Go ahead. I think it changed uh, just because you, you or we, we tried it. You know, we tried our friends helping us out, whatever mini project that they had, um, whatever um, thing that we asked them, and if they did good, great. If they failed, okay. Um, so it was more. I'm assuming it's more failing than good fees. Yeah. Um, and I think um, the reason why they could be a um, the a communication uh, could be the issue of exactly what what somebody was expecting. So communication slash expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think this may sound I don't know how I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, mm-hmm. but I do think money changes everything. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's getting paid for it, mm-hmm. it's a different level of motivation. It's a different level of you know getting up and actually doing it versus like oh I get to it when I get to it kind of thing. That's a sensational point. So. I agree with everything that you said 110%. That's one of the things I was talking about. I was saying that I, I, I've, I've stopped doing, I've stopped asking for free work. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just never gonna do that ever again. Yeah. Cause it's just you just I just know what you get. Even exactly. with me, you get yeah. not the best. <laughs> um but the big thing that I, I realized was the with friends, it was issue of competency. Okay, I can see that. So it was like if we're let's say we wanna run a create what we want to create and we have this big picture vision that God, I want to build this really big structure and organization mm-hmm. for the betterment of man, for the betterment of society, all that good stuff. Like a like a sports team, if we want to win, we can't just put all of our friends on the team. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. If you want to win a basketball game and you put me on your team, I think you're just being dumb. <laughs> it's, it's cute to have all your friends playing together, but yeah. I'm going to be a liability to you winning because I'm not good at basketball. Mm-hmm. And so... One of the things I realized was that sometimes because you're, you have a friend and you like the friend, they may not be the most competent at that job because you like them, you put them in that position, and they kind of hinder the company versus you hiring somebody who fits the same culture, has the same character, but is way more competent than your friend is. So in regards to competent friends, I'm all for it. But, like, the idea of nepotism in regards to friendship, I struggle with that because I see how incompetent people can be a detriment for the benefit of organization. And one thing that I've noticed when I was going watching a lot of these businesses and going back to my gang movies, when they hire their kids and their friends and their family who don't do a good job, they mess up the company, but because they can't fire them, because well, how the heck am I going to fire my best friend? How am I, how am I going to fire you know, the guy I grew up with? How am I going to fire him? He has kids and all that stuff. The company always suffers because you're so emotionally invested in your friend that you're not willing to fire him. 100% true. 100% true. Um, and, and I, I mean, there's ways to negate that. Obviously, you don't want to put them in. Like, so, if, for example, we do, if we're doing... I don't know, accounting, a CFA, whatever, right? Um, and you know you have a friend that does accounting. Uh, obviously, if it's a new business, new structure, you can hire somebody that's, you know, had experience and they can be under them. So it's ways around them and then that's their boss. You know, so not technically, you're not firing them. Like if you if you hire outside and that's their boss and they're not doing well, it's one of the things where okay, this is this is the boss, you know, this is something that he decide for us to do, you know, and here's other ways you can help, yada yada yada. So ways around it, and obviously, um, you have you have to you have to know your friends and like you got to know the competency level, like you know, like, like me, I shouldn't be creative director, mm-hmm. you know, let's yeah. stop it, let's all let's all relax. So it's one thing if if I was if my friend had a business and he did ask me to do something I said well the best thing I can probably do for you I could probably sell for you yeah. I could probably do it I can sell your product mm-hmm. you know um, so that that's something where you know like that friend has to know that their level and their value and then you also have to discern that level and value too so it's it's ways around it um, and I think more more important what you want is to give you know them the option. You know, they're struggling down the line. Something bad happens. You know, you can always give them them a opportunity. 
You know, you can start them off at a junior level and they can work their way up eventually. But I think that's the most important, like, I think you want to do is for, to give your opportunities of your friends and the people that you care about a job if it, if it needs to come down to. Obviously, as a businessman, you want to make the most, you know, the best decision for the business to grow the business and be successful because if you go down, then, you know, everybody else go down. So that's something I feel like you can negate it. And also, I think, um, I think the level of seriousness um, you know, if, if people see you as like a rising, you know, entrepreneur and business, you know, some some friends be like, nah, you got a lot of good things going on. They don't want to do it. They don't want to mess up the, you know, the train that we're on. And some people be like, man, I know y'all are a certified, credible, you know, company. You know, I'm going to give it my all. So it's a lot of factors. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. lot of factors. Yeah. And um, I hear you though, yeah. and I, I do think certain jobs have impact, but don't have detrimental impacts. Yeah. Um, to me, obviously, the president is the most important, and then probably after that, if you're asking me, you have to market the company. Mm-hmm. Probably second, like m- like marketing is huge, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll probably say like freaking I don't know, be finances and accounting after that, yeah. uh, but. Not this is not saying that this does the, doesn't matter, but having somebody over uh, community development, mm-hmm. volunteer programs, reaching out to schools, you know things like that. Yeah. I'm not saying that's not important, but you know it's a, it's corporations have that, yeah. so you can give somebody that role. It's like how are you reaching out to the community? How are we getting our face and how are we partner with St. Jude's Hospital? You know yeah. things like that. Yeah. You know that's a good point. I, I, yeah, to me. I think it was just like, you know, obviously, like you brought up, you want to give people opportunity, you want to help people who yeah, helped yeah, you, yeah. you want to, if people are down and you're lucky, you want to help them out. But my biggest thing is like, for what what I'm building, for what you're building in life, I don't ever want anyone tearing that down. I, 100%, I agree. Know? And so um, it's just like the uncomfortable conversation at times with certain people uh, where it's like, yo, like, there's somebody that's just a little bit better at this job right now and... We want to hire him. Yeah, I think I think contemp- I think wise people and I think our friends are wise enough to understand that. Yeah, I don't think they'll take that um, personal. Yeah. So going back to you know the business stuff, supply and demand, having a high demand product. Another thing that I thought about as well was um, customer retention <laughs> and the marathon of that. <laughs> because like you brought up, a lot of people was, a lot of people go online. They're like, I make ten thousand dollars a week on Amazon. Here's how you can do it too. Shut your ass up. And and so a lot of people are constantly talking about how they've made this much a week or this much a month, this much a year. But as you and I know, like a business, especially if it's going to be providing for your family, your kids, 5, 10, 15, 20 years are going to need money. Your wife is going to need food, 5, 10, 15. Like it's just not just a year. It doesn't matter how much you make in a week. Like, and sometimes I feel like what people do when they say, oh, my company makes this much money is they'll have their best month, multiply that by 12 and say, that's how much I make, a, we're, we're on pace to make this much a year. Stop lying to people. To, Stop it. And so one of the things I think people got to consider as well is that if you have a company, think about, will this company still be here in 10 years? Mm-hmm. I remember I was talking talking on a previous video about there was this, there was this serious period of time where tulips were huge. Mm. And tulips were really huge, and like I think the price went up about five hundred to five thousand percent. It was just a Ooh. huge increase in tulips. Ooh. 
So this one guy invested heavily in Tulip industry, was making a ton of money, and then I believe within six months, the market went back to normal. Goddamn Bitcoin. <laughs> and so he lost all his money. So sometimes there's like a bunch of fads that people hop on thinking that it's going to make a lot of money, but it's, you got to think about the longevity marathon running, not sprinting. And so I think it's really important as well for people to think about when it's starting a business, what's going to be here 10 years from now, 15 years from now, what is the product that people will always have? And a lot of people don't consider that, especially all the people wanting to do fashion companies. Mm-hmm. Fashion, like clothing lines and restaurants, to me, are the two worst ideas in America. Yeah. <laughs> shoot on people's dreams. I I'm for real. I don't. Clothing lines and restaurants <laughs> are the two worst <laughs> ideas that people try to pursue. Yeah, no, it's tough. They don't, those have the, the shortest lifespans of anything I, I can think about. So, um, how are you doing customer retention? Me? Yeah. How do I deal with it? How are you doing? Like, how are you? Very bad. To... I know. I was yes. going to tell you that. <laughs> yes. Very bad. Very bad. Very bad. God. Are you going to change that? What do you mean how am I going to change that? I'm asking. I'm trying my ass off. What do you mean? I'm, I'm just sitting down jacking off? I'm trying. The fudge? I'm not saying you try. I'm asking how are you trying I'm curious of what are the ways you think uh, customer retention for 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 Patreon especially. I think I, I mean I think Patreon is, is a key. Mm-hmm. Um, like even with followers, even with people that have been a fans that not necessarily have converted over to Patreon. Yeah. So for me, this is where or the I, subscribers or I mean things like that. Yes. To me, I'm obsessed with what am I doing wrong. Okay. So I open all criticism, all all complaints, all feedback to what I'm personally doing wrong. Okay. So for Patreon, I know the issue for Patreon was we overpromised, we underdelivered. That's okay. that's where it was, hands down. Hundred <laughs> percent. So not so, so the main reason people signed up was for two episodes, yeah. the bonus episode. We didn't give them the bonus episode, so they left in masses. Yeah. That's on me. That's my fault. That's my responsibility. I mean, I think it's on both of us. I'm not in the same shit. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I understand the Patreon retention, um, why that would go down. Yeah. And that's why, obviously, the move to where we're planning on moving to yeah. um, is huge because it's going to help get that back on track to consistently give them content. So the very first thing for Patreon, I understand where that came from. Trying to trying to be more innovative in, with Patreon, it's just hard. Patreon's it's, hard. It's hard because it's like I'm trying to give people my phone number. I'm trying to call people whenever they have questions for me. I'm trying to give everything that I can possibly give um, that people will want. I'm always asking. I'm always giving polls. Yeah. And... uh. One thing that I've learned from being a teacher, I disagree with Gary V. The audience does not know what it wants. <laughs> the kids do not know what they want to eat. They they know it when you when you serve it. Mm. But before then, like people are like, why don't you ask your students what they want? Do you know how many times I did surveys in my classroom? Yeah. They never knew what they wanted. Yeah. You know, or if they want something, something like wild, generic, like we want candy. We want more time on our phones. This is school. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Not yeah. the mall. Can't do that. You know, so there's... Like the lunchroom. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So for me, uh, Patreon, that's where I dropped the ball. Podcast-wise, it's a new phenomenon. Why it's been dropping so much. Like I said, we had three... We had like a two-year run of straight increase. Um, for, yeah, it's really, it's really weird. So to me, the podcast retention, why that's been going down, obviously we think the issue could potentially be the audience transition. Um, is maybe one of the reasons why it's, it's currently going down. And, and like I said, if that's true, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like Gary Vee once said, there's a bunch of girls who are you know Instagram fitness models who only post booty pictures, who they want to post something else so badly, but they're afraid that if they post something else that people won't like their pictures anymore and people will unfollow them because they do something differently. So they're so um, enslaved by the algorithm that they're not willing to transition. I'm, I don't want to be that. No. You know what I mean? No. I don't want to be like, man, bro, I'm so afraid of losing listeners. Let's just do relationship and girl positivity, not like in that sense, but like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. girl worshiping content. No, no, no. No, no, no. So, <laughs> so so there's that sense of with that. And with followers, like I said, it's new. I've never I've never experienced that before. I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. I really don't understand. No, no. Yeah, it, so. it, it's it's definitely definitely I mean Patreon, we understand that. We ain't gonna worry about that. Yeah. We understand what the hell going on with that. Um but yeah, I mean the the followers is a new phenomenon as well. I really think it's either the audience transition or Instagram cleaning out bots. Like I, it just doesn't make any sense to me or why people are leaving the way they are and people are coming in the way they are. Um, I I feel like I feel like um, what I try to do as far as keeping customer retention, you know, when when people hit us up either DM or my personal IG yada yada yada, you know, the best way I can be is like. Because I'm always thinking, like, how Chick-fil-A is Chick-fil-A, you know? And you can't, you, you're telling me these, this company is only work six days out of the week, and it's the number one selling fast food restaurant, and we all know why it's because of phenomenal customer service. Um, and I think a lot of times it really just depends on the customer, obviously, and I think a lot of people want to even, I think especially with the, with content, I think... People want to be recognized as far as, like, I see you. Like, you know, you're not just DMing, you know, freaking Charlamagne. You're not going to get a response. Um, and I think people want to be heard. So whatever thing that they have a problem with or they they uh, agree with or they want to expound upon, you know, a conversation like that, I think people want to be heard. Um, and I think one of people, I actually want to know that, you know, we see you and we value their opinion. Um so I mean, it's it's different ways that I try to formulate different relationships with you know guys and gals um, to always try to keep them. Cause I remember like you like you you told me if you can get a solid one thousand one thousand loyal customers, you'll be fine. You mm-hmm. know, with your Great business. Point. I forgot all about that. Um, and I, and I really I really believe in that, you know, and I think the the amount of legwork we do now into the stuff that we are transitioning to is only going to help and and, and grow. Point, um, so it's it's to, I mean to the point where it's like I feel like I feel like we we have did or especially you have did a lot of a work above and beyond for Patreon. Um, I'm not saying that we shouldn't focus on it. I just think 
people. I think it's always gonna be like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna people are gonna come and go as they please because of different life circumstances um, financially. Mm-hmm. And I remember we talked about it. You know, if people are struggling financially, they're gonna look at ways they. You know, what am I? I need my ten dollars back. Sorry, guys. <laughs> like I'm gonna need it back. Mm-hmm. So they're going to cut us off. You know, understandable. Who cares, right? Uh, and I think whatever expectations that we are going to set for Patreon, as long as we meet it, I think Patreon is going to be fine. So we say we're going to do the book club once a month, cool, and an extra two episodes a month for just only Patreon, then we just need to do that mm-hmm. and just stick with it and understand that, you know, these these are some loyal people, you know, we understand they're going to come and go. Um, but if they do stay or do go, we always know that we have love for them. We always can value their opinion and understand um, the way, you know, of them. And it's like the new customers that coming in, the new subscribers, the new people that DM us, new people that email us, you know, we have to show them a lot of attention and welcoming them into, you know, our work. We do have a unique product. We do have a unique world. And we have to understand that, um, that you know, value um, is is key making make people feeling, you know, like they cared about and that they love is a completely, you know, and I think Gary Vee talks about it, it's it's just it's not recognized enough. You know, when you when you walk into McDonald's versus you walk into Chick Fil A, it's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. When you are in the general seating of a club versus VIP section, it's mm-hmm. a different thing. So how can we create really not only job. with our product but with our customer service and retention the VIP experience? to really keep people. I absolutely love every single thing that you said and you really just smacked me in my face of being a hypocrite because I remember I sent you a, D, a message a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago and I was like, hey bro, stop just sending emojis and give people a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought back to how on my personal page, that's what I've been doing recently, mm. emojis in one word sentences. So I love yeah. your critique about my shitty customer service yeah, I, think, I mean, I, I think it's, it's something that I, yeah. we're learning. We both had to get better. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, that's what I'm saying. It ain't a one way, bro. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, the point that you brought up with Tim Ferriss, I wrote that down. I absolutely love that point. There's just so much information that we've gained throughout the years. Sometimes we got to just like stop and like recycle stuff. I'm telling you, so, bro. So Tim Ferriss has this article called The 1,000 Loyal Fans. And I'm not sure if he wrote it, if he got it from somebody else. But the idea is that. All you, most people want big audiences. Yeah. They want to have um, millions of followers because they believe by, I mean, this is really good shit, bro. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> they want to have millions of followers and they believe if I have millions of followers, what's going to end up happening is that with my millions of followers, I'll be able to make money by selling to millions of people. But what he said is that most of the time, you, you're not selling to the millions, you're selling to that loyal one to three percent of people who are really committed to you so tim ferris talked about that if you have a thousand loyal fans who they love you they 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 they, they're they're like what do they call it cult fans cult following stands you know stands people really just really believe in you go to hell and back with you you have a thousand of those people and every year you sell a hundred dollars worth of valuable products so whether it's a t-shirt whether it's a conference experience, whatever it is, if you sell $100 worth of valuable products a year, you can make $100,000 a year with just 1,000 people. And for most Americans or most people around the world, that is a good life to have. Amazing life to have. And it it really just makes me think about it because 
as much as you want to grow the old, the, the grow the, the new, you want to get deep with the old. You do. You have to. You know, and it's like you want the old people to feel loved and the new people to also feel valued. You know, so it's like, like you said, you want people, to me it's kind of like, the close thing that I can think about is church. What, ha- what churches do wrong, in my opinion, is they're so obsessed with new member growth that when new people come in, there's all this energy and zeal and effort to like, hey, let's grab lunch, hey, let's connect, let's do that. And they always have this energy with the new people, but then they're never really investing in the old people. So there's like a like a hole, you know what I mean, in the back of the, in the bottom of the bucket where people are constantly dripping out because they don't feel valued, they don't feel cared for. So if you can master the people who are here, you know, the Justines, the Kayas, the Howards, you know, the, the, the Daniels, the people who have been here, who've been supported, who've been given to us and make them feel loved and valued and respected. And then simultaneously when the new people come in, because another flip side is that people then also do, the old people become so clicked up. And the new people feel like there's no way of me being able to get in here. So these people already have their own group, so I'm going to go somewhere else. See, the people, new people got to feel like they can be valued. They've got to feel like they can be able to join the group. So I love that point about really challenging not only myself personally, but also for the podcast. How can we get really, really deep with every single person that's interacting with us? How can we, like you said, how can we make each person have that one-of-a-kind Chick-fil-A experience to really cause them to feel like, man, these these people really care because, like you said, all we need is a thousand. Yeah, and and, and edit point, we don't have to put this on the podcast if we want to, but I I do think um, it's it it'll be tough, um, especially it's 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 hard work putting in that amount of effort and energy into everybody, you know? Yeah, of course. So you definitely, this is where a team comes in. This is where you have to expand the team. This is where you got to hire somebody to obviously um, take care, uh, take some of that load off of both of us because, you know, we have a good-ass following. We have a lot of people, and it's, and it's very hard to ask us to, um, to you know, give that level of care and energy with just the two of us. Um, so I do think this is where, you know, expanding – um, will will make sense, and like I said, this ain't something that we gotta do in freaking freaking May, but it's something that is is definitely we have to figure out what what we have to figure out what how Feast and I can handle, what you and I can handle, and know what we can do well, and then we have to figure out what's the level level next level importance and value that somebody else can bring to us that we don't have to worry about, so we know that if it's you and I, they're giving the same amount of energy, effort, and care into whatever that value part is, if it is customer retention, if it is marketing, is it, you know, IG ads or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's something that we, I mean, we still have a lot to discuss, you know, a lot to figure out, but I, 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 that's why I'm, I'm like, I don't want us to get freaking overburned, you know? And what I, what I brought up, I wrote this down, that's a great problem to have. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And so the part that I, I love that you brought up is, you're true, like, if we have so many customers that we can't get deep with all of them, that's a great problem. That means we have too yeah. many, we have a lot of customers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I, I agree with you 110%. Like, that's a great problem to have. And to me, it just goes back to that verse in the Bible where it's like, if you're not faithful with the little, you will not be faithful with, you know, with, the, with the large. And I just think that this mm. biggest smack in my face, this episode has been really eye-opening to me. Because mm. it was like, we want to get so much bigger, 
And, and to be honest, we do a great job. We do. I mean, honestly, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do a sensational we, job. We do. we do. Always trying to respond to every comment. Always, yeah. like I said, giving our phone numbers, talking yeah. to people. Like we, yeah. do. we go above and beyond. I don't think we anyone do. does as good as we do. That's just me talking yeah. my shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think anyone does as good as we do. Yeah, nah, for real. Yeah, and, I, I'm. I'm right there with you. And so I just think, like you said, that's that's gonna help us win in the long term. And I, I I I love I love the point that you brought up, man. We just gotta we gotta make everyone have that Chick Fil A experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's it's, it's that's the thing, man. It's it's um it's the little things, man, that we don't understand. Like you know, when we we do this already, but not only just offering our numbers to Patreon members. Like yeah. if a girl really feeling some type of way in the goddamn comments, like God, you just call me now. It's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. you ain't gotta go. Like, I'm yeah. not about to go back and forth with yeah, you on yeah, IG. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. happening. I got yeah. work to do. Just yeah. just come on, man. Yeah. So it's it's things little things like that. It's like hey, you know. I, I think it's just just realizing that if we have a product mm-hmm. and we have customers, you know, and this is what um, Fertitta said on freaking Gary Vee's podcast. He's like, like if you are, if you are, uh, you can't be a restaurant and you only serve breakfast to ten and it's two o'clock and somebody wants an omelet, you're gonna say no. Yeah, the customer's always right. Yeah. Why would you stop that? Why yeah. would you say nah? We only gonna do that. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Does that make any it does not make any sense. And he's like, fam, that's that's like that's not smart. The customer wants freaking eggs and Benedict mother <laughs> make the yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it makes perfect sense to yeah, me. So yeah. you know, and obviously not going out our way, you know, we still gonna be our core. So if girls want ratchet stuff, we're not just about to give them ratchet mm-hmm, stuff yeah. just because they asked for it. So yeah. No, this is great, man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I think um for all the guys and girls who want to start businesses, businesses, these are the conversations you need to have. Yeah, challenging it's a lot. yourself. It's a whole lot. A man. lot, you know, marathon, not a sprint. It was a lot, man. High demand product, exceptional customer service. All these good things are great, great things to have, and hopefully, we can be able to create a blueprint for people from generation onwards, so that so that these boys don't have to go to gangs, they don't have to go yeah, to scamming Lord. people, they don't yeah. have to go to drugs, they don't have to go to you know robbing people to yeah. be able to provide for their families. Don't so, rob nobody. Rob, rob it hurts. Yeah. You ever had something taken from you? You had something taken yeah, from you? Yeah, I have. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, great conversation. As always, if you have any questions, please shoot us a DM comment. Yes, Lord. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. My name is Hafiz. This is the start of the show, baby. We're the roommates and... Adios.